This is Paul. And this is Andy. How are you guys? I am well. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful night. I'm wide awake for a change, uh, which is unusual in record, so I'm doing good. I, that's crazy. How are you I'm guys? Like 75% asleep. Same. Same. <laughs> I am uh, I am I am ready. I am very, I'm desperately concerned that it's, you know, 20 after the hour and uh, I'm like, "Oh, I, I should be in bed by now." Well, it's only because you 7:20 your time. <laughs> it's 8:20 your time, Paul. Come on. What? It says 8:20 your time, Paul. Yeah, and I've got I... my clock set to Paul Central time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Paul Standard time, I should Paul say. Paul Standard time. Yeah. <laughs> it's either time to eat or time to sleep, and that's right. Only those two options. That's right. That's right. Time to work out. Uh, well, yes, there's that, but that's typically that, that's 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Other than I... that, sleep and eat. I will say I am very envious of you, the pictures you posted of your kind of garage gym that you've put together. It's it's yeah. very very nice. Yeah, it, 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 if you if you don't want to leave your house to work out, if you want to be lazy but still somehow work out, set up a home gym. Oh, I can't that- tell you how many times I'm like, you know, I need to go to the gym. But I'm like. I don't want to go back out. <laughs> I just don't want to go back out. I'm, well, and I'm one of those people that like, as soon as my work day starts, the, the workout capacity starts dwindling. Oh, absolutely. Like by the end work- of the work day, I'm like, I just want to stare at a yeah. wall and shake. Working out <laughs> after work is the absolute worst. I, I mean, it is, I, I cannot bring myself to go to the gym after work. If I'm going to oh. go to the gym, it's got to be before work. I I enjoy going to the gym after work because it lets me forget about everything that just happened. Uh, so Scotch does the same. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. But I have a hard time getting that early. There was a period, there was a, a year or so where I would get up and go to work. So, before, so I had to be at work at seven. So I get up and go to the gym at like 5.30, work out for an hour, you know, and then hop over to work uh, by seven. But uh, I, except for that year and a half, I just don't think I can get up that early anymore. I just, I'm not like you, Aaron. I'm not up at 4 a.m. every day. Well, you've got to have an older dog who gets you up that early. Well, that. Frenchie, Frenchie's aging, so give me a few more years, maybe. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, still not working out, this but you know, you're, you're just yeah. awake and unhappy. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, uh, I get Walter up first thing in the morning, and he, uh, he eats breakfast. And, you know, stays outside for a while so that that can, you know, make things happen for him. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I go to he's usually standing at the back door, you know, giving me the, you know, let me in, let me in. And he's not on the patio. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. Usually he's just right here. And so I, I step onto the patio and I look out and I, I, I don't see him anywhere. But I notice there's a lot of of uh, agitation in the water of the pool. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I go running to the edge of the pool, and there's Walter in the deep end treading water. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, I I get the little, you know, uh, fish net, you know, thing on the the pole. Scoop him out. He did not care for that one little bit. Scoop him out of the water. I mean, he is just just like a drowned rat. Oh, yeah. you know, I'm sifting them out like leaves in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Did you shake yeah. them just to dry them <laughs> off before? You... I did. I, I, there were there were warm towels, but uh, he, he he just seemed very uh, upset because you know I think what happened is he doesn't see as well as he used to, and I've got sort of a curving edge around the pool, 
and I think mm. he walked straight when the <laughs> pool curved, and he just went, you know, splash into the deep end. And you know, fortunately, he swims. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't fatigued enough. He, didn't, he you know, hadn't gotten exhausted by the time you realized that he was well, nowhere to be found. Well, and I don't think he was in very long. I, That's I, good. I, because I mean, he was he was making a beeline for the steps when uh, when I came out there. But, <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'll give give him an extra pet and treat for me tonight. I, I will. I will. All right. Good. 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 Uh, <laughs> so Paul, I yes, can't sir. remember if we talked about this last week or if it was on the show or if we talked about it in chat, but we had had the conversation about, you know, now that Superman's home, uh, uh, Kal El, and yes. you know Jonathan Kent is there also Superman, so you've got two Superman. How in the world? Are they going to tell Superman stories now? And uh, this week, uh, we got notice that you know Action Comics number ten fifty is going to tell us what those stories are going to look like going forward. Yeah, it's like a preview of what's to come. It's like an anniversary issue featuring all the creative teams gathered up and a preview of what's to come. Uh, and I think it's coming out in December, so yes. we won't we won't have any. You know, so we'll know when the January solicits come out, <laughs> what what the next phase actually looks like. But yeah, it do, it does seem like someone listened to our our questions, uh, and I, I'm you know I have we're not going to talk about it this week because um there's a bunch of other stuff to talk about. But I enjoyed this week's issue of Superman Son of Kal El, and I I enjoyed yeah. what Tom Taylor's doing over there. I'm looking forward to what's coming next in, in both titles. And quite frankly, you know we we enjoyed the War World storyline to to most uh, of an yeah, extent. Yeah. It was um, too long, but other than yeah, that, it was, it was good. Yeah. But, I'm, I'm, but I'm glad that whatever's going on in the DC universe is starting to, you know, wrap up and we're, we're going to get, you know, this new launch of, of Superman coming in. And, and I actually saw an article the other day that they said, there's no better time to hop on Batman titles than now between, which is fair. Cause you know, I guess the timing is a little off, but all the Batman books are, have gone through a creative team change. Yeah. Over the well, last I'm back months. in. I'm yeah. back in. So, you know, I'm reading uh, I'm reading the regular Batman title and I'm reading the Batman versus Robin, which we'll be talking about here in just a few moments. Uh, so, yeah, I'm how, back in the Batman books. How How is the comics allergy app these days? Same. Uh, you know, oh, no, it's, it's great. It's lovely. They went yeah, back to the original. You should totally to the be in. Everything. <laughs> oh, if it's back to the original, I'm in, baby. I'm I will back. say it's I will say that it is marginally improved. Ooh, okay. Uh, you know, since uh, the big the big shakeup, it's still not where I'd like it to be. But the shopping experience is getting better. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I I'd will agree. say I'm finding things in Comixology Unlimited a little easier now, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the, which is an improvement over the the previous uh, Comixology experience, in my opinion. So yeah. I think things have gotten a little better. They're not where I'd like them to be. I think there's still a lot of room for improvement. Paul, have you gotten reached out by them on any of the, the feedback for the, yes. for the survey? Yeah. And unfortunately, obviously, I can't really share anything um, on Mike because that's part of the agreement. Right. Yep. But, you know, I mean, yeah, they, they are soliciting advice or, you know, feedback, I should say, not advice, because advice is usually something you listen to. Um, <laughs> they, they, they might listen. I like to might, be optimistic. They, they might. But, um, yeah, so but I, I would agree with you, Aaron. I think the purchasing experience has gotten easier. It's mm-hmm. still through the Amazon website. It's still, you know, you still buy one book at a time. But, uh, they, but they have figured yeah. out a way so that, you know, when it first happened, you used to have to click a book. It would go to the page of the book. You'd have to buy it. You'd have to click back, back. 
Yep. Now they've they've actually made that purchasing process a lot easier. They have reformatted right. things so that you can see this week's books, next week's books, Comicsology Unlimited titles a lot easier. So I would say the purchasing experience um, has has gotten better. The the app, you know, I I still have, you know, it's one. I still wish the organization of the app was better, the library, like Agreed. your personal library. Agreed. But for what it's worth, for the most part, I really just read stuff in the order I buy it anyway. It's really when you're right. looking for those catalog titles that you basically have to use search to find stuff. Yeah, and it's pain in the ass. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I appreciate the update. I think I'm still, I think I'm still, I, you know, I've been writing an email a week to DC asking them to relaunch their own. Uh, really, and really the app is still out there. I can still read my old books on the old DC app. I just can't buy new can't books. Buy books there, yeah. I can't buy new books there. If well, I, we're going to talk about a book here shortly, which I don't know. I'm, I'm curious what Aaron has, a, has thoughts on it. But before we get into our DC book of the week. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, last week, we had talked about the D23 Expo. In fact, we podcasted on Sunday uh, last week to really kind of under, you know, to, to hit up the news that was announced on Saturday at the Marvel, Lucasfilm, Avatar panels, even though we didn't talk about Avatar because no one cares. Um, but on Sunday, Disney Parks had their own panel. And I, I, know, I don't think we've actually talked about this on the mics, but, you know, I think... With this latest round of contracts and new actors in the Marvel Universe, um, there's a, a great deal of cross, I don't want to call it pollination, but they are signing these actors to do more than just movies lately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're seeing some of this in the fact that the Guardians of the Galaxy have appeared in not just one, but two rides in Disney World in addition to the movies. Um, Tom Holland is in the spider well you know they filmed footage for tom holland for the spider-man ride in disneyland um most recently there's a an actual cruise ship uh like video show that features brie larson and um who plays the new captain america falcon anthony oh, mackie yeah miss um, yeah. marvel paul rudd evangeline lily all filmed scenes for literally a cruise ship dinner show. Oh, wow. Um, and now on Sunday at the D23 Expo, they announced an upcoming new Avengers ride in California that is featuring uh, a, a gathering of heroes across the multiverse battling against an alternate universe version of Thanos, who has, um, they, you know, they say Thanos has won and he's King Thanos. Now. Oh, yeah, I saw something about that. And um, if you look at the promotional art, you see, you know, a very clearly Josh Brolin Thanos, but you also mm-hmm. see Chris Hemsworth Thor. You see Moon Knight. You see um, Charlie Cox Daredevil. You hmm. see Anthony Mackie. You see Captain Carter, Miss Marvel, Hulk, She-Hulk, um, Jane Foster Thor. You see um, Werewolf by Night. You know, we talked about that last week. Uh, you see Werewolf by Night. So you see all these characters. Um you know, in the promotional art. And I'm like, is he spending some money to, to get yeah. these actors to film like a 30 second yeah. bit for a, for a ride, but it's pretty exciting. I'm well, you know, that I, I would, I would definitely ride a ride with all that stuff. Are you guys concerned that we're going to reach peak Marvel in the near future? I feel I, like know, we I, already have. 
Yeah. I, I think we're on the other side of it. I mean, I, I, I yeah. feel I feel like there's some recovery happening right now. I just feel when you're talking about cruise ship presentations and rides <laughs> and, you know, I feel like, you know, what's next? Is it going to be a, a branded, you know, paper towel line? I mean, I just. Oh, man, I need me some. <laughs> <laughs> well, they already have. Oh, don't they I have got, like Dr. Doom toilet paper? No, Dr. Doom poop some, bags. Oh, I got God, some spills I need to clean up. <laughs> um, Hard. <laughs> I got to say, you know, in terms of. MCU quality. I can't stand She-Hulk. I know you're old. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, but you know, I I I feel like we're, it wasn't that long ago that we had Wandavision. Oh, right? so good. And about what two two years, awesome. two and a half years? Two years. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And you know, we've got new Daredevil and whatnot on the horizon. So I, I really kind of, I feel like there was a lull. Um, I think there was sort of a fatigue after Endgame. Yeah, there um, was. And Agreed. But, you know, I got to say, I really enjoyed, you know, uh, the, the recent Thor movie. Uh, no, I didn't. So I'm definitely still in the, I, in fact, I, I will be straight up honest. I, I am in a bit of Marvel fatigue right now. I feel yeah. like, you know, I, I feel no desire to get caught up on Miss Marvel or She-Hulk. Oh. Um, I don't I think they're bad shows. Good. I'm I gotta just tell saying, you. like, eh. I thought Miss Marvel was fantastic. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, when you just release a constant barrage of shows, yeah. it's kind of like, it's for me, it's kind of like when they start releasing weekly comic, a weekly comic book series. You know, like like fifty two or countdown. I thought you were going to say a weekly comic book podcast, and I was like, dude, yeah, I I feel like I can just skip an episode or two here. No, it's like a weekly comic book series, like, eh, you know, like Action Comics Weekly. I mean, you know, or fifty two, or yeah, like I don't feel like you know. At some point, I'm just like, okay, I'm tired. Well, you know, every week. I think I think fifty two had the benefit of actually working. 52 I, I think it's fantastic and it's it's a it's a series i reread um but you know it was all of those follow-up uh series you yeah. know yeah what was the other one it wasn't 52 it was countdown countdown um, yeah, yeah. and then there was there was another one after that too there was a batman one batman, well, and then you had like, the batman eternal and you yeah, had uh there was another batman one after that and neither one of those were, were particularly good in my opinion but you know i i think the I think what's great that Marvel's doing is that they're telling a lot of things in different genres. And That's, they're telling, they're telling yeah. a lot of stories with uh, with people we don't normally see in those types of roles, like Ms. Marvel. And I yeah, thought that was the brilliance of Ms. Marvel and that they had a largely uh, 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 Indian, you know, Eastern uh, production team on that. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, it was it was great to to hear those voices and learn. You know, Andrew and I had this conversation on the mics about you know the partition. Yeah. Uh, you know, and which you know reminds me of watching you know Watchmen on HBO and finding out about the Tulsa massacre. Yeah, you know, uh, never learned that in school either. Nope, I'd never <laughs> yeah. heard that before yeah. then. But but you know, I, I see She-Hulk as the speaking different genres. I, I see She-Hulk as the Alvin McBeal, Boston Common, uh, you know, take on the MCU because it's essentially, you know, a court drama with superpowers, right? I get what it's trying to do. I just don't think it's doing it very effectively. Mm-hmm. Did, you would, like would, Allie, did you like Allie? Did you like Allie McBeal? I, right. I liked the first season of Allie McBeal. <clears throat> That's um, fair. 
the yeah because Ally McBeal and this we're we're soon going to become the Ally McBeal with Aaron and Polly podcast. I'll I'll rewatch that Aaron show Mayer. right now. I I I, I will pull <laughs> you can it up. Me out of that one. Scratch my name right off that title. That was uh you know my wife and I were dating back then and we would watch that every week. That was our show to watch together. But you know it's a David E Kelly show and David yeah. E Kelly shows always come apart in the second season in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, uh, that that was my problem with it. I thought the first season was brilliant. But you know, uh, for yeah. me with the the She-Hulk and and some of these I I I feel like and I I don't disagree with anything you say and I'm honestly not even questioning the quality of the shows mm-hmm. even though you know I I have not enjoyed every piece of Marvel uh, entertainment television or movies nope. that I've no, seen especially no. over these last few years. Um I do find that the product has become so much that it's turned into comics to me. It, you know, when 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 a Marvel movie used to be released once, twice a year, um, or even it was three a huge, times a year, it was huge an event. event. Yeah, it yeah, was an event. Huge you event. Know, planned it. You know, um, saw it on opening night. Now, it, you know, with so much product out, it becomes like Marvel comics, where it's like eh, I don't feel like I need to watch anything, everything. I just need to, you know, see the things that I want to see because now there's so much content out there. I, I'm I do not doubting. Yeah, I mean, there are people who love it, and there are people who who make an appointment television. Um, but until I'm until I'm forced to, uh, because <laughs> I'm not going to understand something else. Um, I, it, it, you know, it's kind of like picking up those tie-ins to Dark Crisis. You're not picking up that book normally, but you'll watch it if it has. But you'll read it if it has to do something with the story you're reading. That's kind of how I feel about it. It's kind of like Eternals. I'll watch Eternals when oh, I feel like I have to. Terrible. <laughs> It was a good movie. God, it was awful. It was so bad. So bad. But you know, Paul, I hear you say all this, and here's where I call you a hypocrite. Oh, You're I so mean, fucking was... excited for Andor. Oh yeah, oh. I'm excited for Andor. I'm excited for Andor. Yeah, yeah. it was one of yeah, my favorite know, movies. Was Rogue like, One. Uh, but when... you know, the, the the point I'm making is that Paul's complaining about all of this all this content. Well, Star Wars is guilty of the same thing. Yeah, I mean, Are I don't they? disagree with that either. Uh, not as I would say, not as much as Marvel. count up the movies. Yeah, because there's a, there's some significant. I hear you. I think they are milking that Star Wars cow. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, and not everything has been great, but but I, I don't feel like there's Star Wars every week, whether it's a movie or a TV show. When I I do kind of feel that way about Marvel. I mean, there's but, been five Star Wars movies in the kind of modern era, and there's been 30-some Marvel movies. There's really only been three Star Wars movies, let's be clear. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, ever. I got to ask you once. I'm a, I'm a, oh, you mean ever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll go back to the 70s. All right. No, no. no, I, no um, that's, I, I, I'm going to – it's New Hope, uh-huh. Empire Strikes Back, and Rogue One. Those are your three Star Wars movies. Uh-huh. You don't uh, – uh, Return of the Jedi, not not so much. That movie. You hate that movie? I hate that movie. Oh man, I uh, I mean, I like that whole original trilogy, including Return of Jedi. Yeah. And there's yeah. about there's about thirty minutes of decent film in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, we're going down the rabbit hole. All right, yeah, let's yeah, get off Aaron. that before we start getting. <laughs> but yes, Aaron, I am I am looking. I, I mean, I am both a hypocrite and looking forward to Andor. I can be both. I, I, I tell you what, I am I am I'm down for Andor this week. I can't wait. Yeah. So this, yeah, as of the time we were recording this, um, Wednesday they're releasing the first three episodes of Andor. Mm. So gotta love when they release a show and you're already behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the problem is they're releasing it Wednesday, right? Yeah. 
I'm not going to have time to watch that stuff till the weekend. I'm going to have to to go dark on social media. Yeah, uh, fair point. Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, Aaron, not to be a dick about it, <laughs> but, but but he dies. <laughs> Just so you know, he, he does eventually die. Hey, spoilers. <laughs> I thought there was a Lazarus pit involved. I thought he came back to life. <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny you should mention Lazarus pits because this week. Batman versus Robin issue one came out um, from DC Comics. And before we get into the content of the book, I, I do want to mention, especially because I read, we, well, other than Andrew, the rest of us read both DC and Marvel books this week. Um, it was nice to see Tim Sale recognized in both yeah. companies' books. Because um, Tim Sale didn't do a ton of Marvel work. Right. I mean, I guess he did. He did those Jeff Loeb stories there as well. He did. He did the you know Hulk gray and Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man Blue and, and the other one, um, Daredevil yellow. Yeah, that's Blue. true. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, so it, it, they're, both of them are very well done. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Aaron, Batman versus Robin from Mark Wade and Mahmoud Azrar. I, I got to tell you, the artwork on this book is fantastic. It is beautiful. Uh, it really is. I mean, it, it is just stunning and gorgeous. I, I, I very much enjoyed the artwork. It almost has a um, Stuart Amonin vibe to it. I would agree. Um, yeah, in, in between the coloring and the art. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the art. Um, I will tell you, regardless of how the story turns out, if it ends with Alfred being back, it will have all been worth it to me. <laughs> well you know <clears throat> I, spoilers you know alfred shows up pretty early in the book and yeah. uh it seems like he's the real deal right yeah uh, you know i mean it, he he seems to pass all the all the bruce tests but you know the the big conflict in the book is that uh, damien's gone bad he's bad paul he's bad and yes, not he's to possessed say by uh the devil Nez, nezha yeah, what I was going to say is that, you know, it's he's not just normal Damien bad. He's bad, bad. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I did spend some time in the book going, why is he so, why is he so mad? Yeah, why is Damien so, so mad? mad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's demon possessed, you know, uh, for reasons. And, uh, you know, he's got, he's got Batman and Alfred on the run. And I, I thought this book was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, I actually you know, really anytime enjoyed you it. Get the, anytime you get the bat boat involved, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I I, I will say I, I really did enjoy this book. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it does play into things. You know, it does say that this ties into what's going on in the world's finest book, um, which it does. You know, that, that, that devil character that I mentioned is in the first arc of World's Finest um, right. that we all dropped out of. Right. But... I don't feel like I missed much other than, oh, here's a bad guy who's possessing Damien. Did you do a double take on that devil guy thinking he was triggered for a moment? A little bit. And I don't know why they would need to introduce a different character. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll become clear eventually why they didn't just use their existing devil character. Yeah, I, I, and, and I never know how to pronounce his name. I, I, when I was reading the Marv Wolfman, George Perez Titans books, it was always triggered. And then I've seen it in uh, uh, Titans as uh, the TV show as Trigon. And I'm like, I never read it as Trigon before. See, I always read it as Trigon, but who knows? 
but yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed for again for me, I the appearance of Alfred and Mark Wade can write a hell of an Alfred. Yeah, no, I my... did. I, I very much enjoyed it, and it was a little heartbroken about Zatanna in this book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's fine, but <laughs> for she... the moment, for the moment, what's yeah. what's going on, Zatanna? Well, well, she's she's in a space between death and life. She's been hanged and she's in the moments before death, but her head sure does look like uh, you know, the neck has been broken. Yeah. Oh, man. When you said she was between life and death, I thought you meant she was at the DMV for a second. <laughs> it's just like that in DC Comics. Very, mm. very similar. Just like that. Mm. So, you know, the, um, this book also features uh, characters from Vertigo that have been incorporated into the DC universe. Uh, Timothy Hunter, I think is the character's name. Um, from I'm, I'm I'm not familiar. I'm not very familiar with it. Yeah, from the books of magic. Um, so it's it's kind of, you know, I think what they're doing is they are incorporating things from the Sandman universe into the DC universe, which they kind of started to do a little while back. Right. Um, and so I think that's what we're seeing here is we're seeing, you know, the, the word on the street is that. We're seeing magic get more and more interjected because they're building up to some type of big magic event or crisis uh, in the coming years. And this is kind of the start of it. But regardless, Alfred, you know, for me, brought Alfred back. You had a great fight between Batman and Damien. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the book and the art was great. Yeah, it was good. It's so good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the rest. Fine. I think it's only four issues. Even better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like them when they're four issues. Yeah, but, so. Well, perfect. issue number two of Marvel's Predator series by Ed Briscoe, Kev Walker, and Frank D'Armata uh, came out this week, and all three of us read it, I believe. Yes. Yes. Andrew. This book. This book is just amazing we we loved the first issue the second issue i would say is even a little bit better it, it, i guess it depends on what type of story you enjoy more but uh her trekking across the, the you know the cold wasteland the the art by kev walker is just amazing those aliens that he interjects in mm-hmm. uh-huh, are, are fantastic you know we talked about this a little bit. the only the only thing that i have to remind myself <laughs> is that you have to get out of the headspace that this is 2056 in your universe, Paul, because this is not 2056 <laughs> in your universe. No, we won't be interacting and speaking the same communication as alien races and, and having intergalactic travel in 30 years my time. But in the Predator totally universe, possibly. We totally will. <laughs> it could happen. happen. It could yeah, totally happen. happen. And we talked a little bit about this. That you know, I think this is set up... Um, you know, this is established that the Predator technology has been used to develop interstellar travel, which was Absolutely. kind of hinted at in the yeah. The Predator movie, I think was the name of that it's one. It's one they captured him. I think it was The Predator. Yeah. But they no, had I, imprisoned I mean, him. I agree with you, Andrew. I love this book. I love Kev Walker art. I, I just, and those those alien characters that that she kicks their ass Yeah. in the book. Um, I, I I really like their design. Like I like his character design. Well, he's got like the scary me- mouth, but he's also got these big, lovable eyes, and he's got mm-hmm. like I can't tell if that's fur or chitin. I I, I don't know, but yeah. I just it's it's adorable. 
And like the one where he's holding the ice pack to his stump. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I, I think this is the first time I've seen Kev Walker draw science fiction. And I, I, I'm there for it. I, I, I need more of this. That hover bike like, is beautiful. Is awesome. Yeah. 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 And, you know, that's such a challenge for so many artists to draw that kind of hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm very much enjoying his design aesthetic for starships and for, you know, the technology. I, I, it's, it's a lot of fun. We've been just nicely realized. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I mean, even just her dressed. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was just going to say, you know, even with her dressed in her like cold weather gear and she's just like Uh this, this big round ball. It's just so Uh realistic. Like he's not trying to make it a cheesecake book, right? Like he is legit drawing her, whether she's, you know, in the ship wearing, you know, uh, know, slim down like crew outfit or whether she's out. Like he draws her to be realistic and just a badass and does not worry about uh over sexualizing the main character yeah agreed which i appreciate her at all no not really you know she's 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 not there for eye candy she's she is about business and that's what it is Mm -hmm. yeah and uh i i i I really i really appreciate how the character is portrayed how the character is written i just i think this book is working on all levels you know, this book inspired me to, you know, Marvel put out the first Alien book uh, this week uh, and inspired me to pick that up. It was so good. I was like, I-, I will check out their Alien book, even though I don't usually like these types of tie-ins. And it was, I'm not going to say it's as good as Predator, but it was pretty good. I, I would recommend checking it out if you enjoy the Predator book. I have not read a Aliens book since Dark Horse. And uh, I, I don't think I've... Eyeballing the- the Marvel yeah. stuff. I'm like, hmm, that looks interesting. I don't remember who put it out, but it was like in the early, late 80s, early 90s, they did a Alien versus Predator book. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the only other comic book version of these properties I've ever read. Who had the license? Well, it was Superman Dark Horse that had the eight. license up until recently, right? I think it was Dark Horse that had it back yes. then, yeah. Well, yeah. the Superman versus Aliens was one of my favorite comics. <laughs> I've never read that one. How did God, Superman really, do? You know did he, did he do okay? It was, it was actually surprisingly good. I think I yeah. think Ron Mars wrote that one. I think you're right. Um, but of course, nothing quite tops uh, Batman versus Predator. Yeah, no, that's a good one too. Oh, yeah. that would be a good one. See that that I like the sound of a lot better. Batman versus Predator. Oh, dude, that oh. book is fantastic. That sounds amazing. Cubert on art. Oh. I think that it's still available in print. I don't know. I don't know if it still is because Marvel, you know, has collected the license. But yeah. that book is so good. Huh. Might have yeah, to looking for that watching, one. Or worth Definitely. reading. You yeah. know what's not worth reading? Amazing Spider-Man number nine. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man number nine, or any issue thereafter, because well, I'm I'm out on this piece of crap. I wow, have a this very, issue was terrible. I have a very important question to ask you. How long is AMS going to be wrapped up in this uh, crossover with the the AXE? Well, at least one more issue because they say it's going to be a yeah. next issue. Ugh, it but is I don't so. Care. I, I think you know, I was already on the fence. Right? Yeah. Like the Vulture storyline was eh. fine. Yeah, it was uh, it was eh. Yeah, it was eh. Um, but we we've also kind of this is also kind of the second side step we've taken from the main story in the in within nine issues. We had that side story in the, whatever, the big 900 issue. Yeah, right. And now we've got a second side story that's kind of taken us out of the arc. 
We're about to be 10 issues in. Still don't know what the hell Peter Parker did that pissed everyone off. Um, and yeah. at this point, I don't think anyone's pissed off at him anymore except for Mary Jane. And it's just because she loves Paul too much to be talking with him, apparently. Yeah, so I don't blame her. Like, all right. it, you know, love Paul. The you know this book uh, was just and this is from someone who isn't reading hasn't read X Men in years. Uh, I'm not reading this current crossover that that Aaron's reading. So I just found nothing of value in this book. As someone who's read the first eight issues of, of Amazing Spider Man ASM, sorry. Um, I just I want to see what happens. I'm I'm interested in the main storyline that I will probably come back once the crossover is over if I don't forget about it. But I, uh, for a book that had a lot going against it, like you said, it's been on the the edge, right? It hasn't been a must buy. It's been kind of questionable week to week. But to throw in this crossover, it seems like it's going to do a lot of harm to the to the story, the, to the the title's long term success. I think. Well, and for me, um, I, I genuinely had to do a double take and see that this book was written by the same writer. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Doesn't it feel doesn't like it at all. Like it at all. It feels, no. it, it feels not only like a fill-in issue. It was borderline incomprehensible. Like, wait, what's going on? Like, why are they on? The, why you know what? Why are they involved in the Hellfire Gala? Like, what's like? This, none of this stuff has been ever hinted at before. No, I just um, chalked it up to the fact that I haven't read any of the crossovers. Why I was clueless. But you're right. I, I, like, I didn't understand half of what was happening here. I shouldn't have to though. I'm reading Amazing Spider-Man. Right. I'm not reading. You know. And I understand it's a tie-in, but you can at least make it make sense, and it just didn't for me. I did like his quick uh, that little montage of him interacting. I did enjoy him talking with Mister Sinister. Yeah, I enjoyed that, but I mean, it's one panel. It's one. It's yeah, not even it's a full true. panel. It's one little insert in a a series of panels. But uh, beyond that, uh, there, yeah, I didn't get much yeah. enjoyment out of this at all. And it was what like five dollars. Yeah, and on top of that, Pat Gleason mm. is on art, and Pat Gleason, <clears throat> excuse me. I used to love Pat Gleason art. That dude, you know, he wrote that Superman and Son, or excuse me, he um, was. It was Batman, Batman and Son, right? Yeah, Batman and Son. But he also went with Pete Tomasi over to Superman when they introduced Jonathan Kent for DC Rebirth. Gotcha. He was the artist on that too, and we all loved that art. Um, his style has kind of gotten a little bit, I don't want to say sketchier, but definitely more um, cartoonish. Yeah, I can see that. Um, a little bit more anime-esque, I guess. Uh, I, I just did not care for it. I, again, you know, it, I had to double-check the credits page to ensure that this was the same creative team that was advertised on the cover because it didn't feel like either of those creators had anything to do with this book. But I'm out. Yeah. I'm out on Amazing Spider-Man. If, if you happen to hop back on with issue 10 or 11, no. I guess, yeah. um, let me know if it's worth it. But I will. I'm 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 currently out. I I wish I hadn't picked this issue up. If I had realized it was so detached from the main storyline that we've been reading, I would have I should have just not bought it uh, and just uh, it saved myself the money and then you know jumped in at eleven or twelve or whenever they get back uh, out of this crossover because it's and I'm just, you know there's a fair chance I'll just forget about it too. You know yeah. how it is. Uh, Five dollars a book, like come on. Yeah. You know it, it, you know give me something worth my money. Speaking of things worth your money, Paul, did you find Midnight Suns number one worth your money? I'm torn. You're torn. Okay, uh, I like there are, it. There, are, there are actually things I quite I enjoyed about Midnight Suns. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. 
Yeah. Um, I actually really like the incorporation of the Strange Academy aspects mm-hmm. of the book. Yes. Um, you know, and, and 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 you know the I forget the character's name, but I I, I actually liked that incorporation. They they actually had a good vibe. Spirit Rider. No, not Spirit Rider. Um, no, the the actual. Uh, it's not the zombie. The zombie. Zoe. Oh, uh, Le, yeah, Zoe Lavo, Lavo, Lavo. That's it. Yeah, I, I like the focus on her. Um, it, and honestly, it felt within the right feel of the Strange Academy book. I'd agree. Of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a problem with it, it was Wolverine. Like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, like, Wolverine has no business in this book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear mean, you. I, 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 I hear he helps I sell books. Like, yeah. I, I think that's exactly why. But he is that there. true anymore? I don't know. <laughs> you know I wondered I, the same. I'm like, I, I understand why, why Wolverine used to yes. be in every book. <laughs> but does he still sell books? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he has no business in this book. At all. At yeah. all. And that's... I, I like like Paul. I was torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool uh, <laughs> when reading this book because there are parts of it that I really did enjoy. I enjoyed seeing Blade in the book. Yeah. Um, I, I I enjoyed the the fact that we were linking into uh, St- Strange Academy, and I'm just going to take a moment to say I have got deep deep hair envy from Brother Voodoo. Uh, he's right? got he's got just the best fucking hair <laughs> i'm just man i'm just deeply envious um but what i disliked about the book was the superheroiness of it yeah uh, and that was largely brought by wolverine and i do feel like i really don't want magic in the book the character magic um i i always i, I feel a little squishy about her i'm just not real Real wild about that mutant magic element. I, I yeah. prefer. But she's in. But know. she's a professor at Strange Academy, so I actually she have is, less but... of an issue with her than I did with Spirit yeah. Rider. Like, yeah. Who the hell is this? Who? That was I, my question. I've who never, is? Yeah. I had no idea. I've never heard of Spirit Rider before. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I thought you guys from. would tell me, but now I'm guessing. No. I'm no I, I don't know if she's brand new to this book or what, but you know, people seem to know who she was. I had not ever heard of her. I'm, I'm, glad I'm not me, the only one in the dark about I, spirit. I, I liked a lot about the book. What my, you know, in it, other, you know, the, 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 the superhero-ness of it, I think Aaron, you hit the nail on the head, the introduction mm-hmm. of superhero elements. I didn't care for And it, it was done to such an extent that this book, other than blade is really midnight suns in name only. Yeah, right? I agree. I, and, and it doesn't, uh, my problem with the book is that, the original Midnight Suns was legitimately spooky, mm-hmm. and you know it was dark, it was moody, there was a spookiness about it, and this was not. Um, no. And I, I, and 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 so much of that has to do with how the book is colored and inked. Yes, it's too bright. Yes, it's far too bright. It should be. It should be moody. It should be gloomy. You should, you know, it should have elements of walking through a hammer horror film, right? It is uh, four it color is, superhero when it should be more, what, noir-ish, more horror-ish. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's yeah. be honest. We picked up this book because it was called Midnight Suns. Yes. Right. Not, no, not knowing anything about it. Like, none of, none of us 
really went beyond the title when we decided to purchase this book. Well, I was expecting when I when I read the first page of this book, that is what I was like, this is awesome. This is what I'm expecting. You know, there's book burning, there's witch killing, there's horrible dark hands reaching out on a dark night, uh, you know, in Centerville. Uh, it, it was great. And then you flip to the second page and you're like, all right, Strange Academy. We'll see where this goes. And then it just keeps getting, you know, brighter and brighter and more kind of superhero-y. And then, uh, yeah, Wolverine shows up. Uh, I did like the last page. I, I don't know how you guys felt about that very last page, but I do like, yeah. You know me. I'm yeah. always down <laughs> for Dr. Doom. When is, I, love yeah. the, I, I love the idea that we didn't see this in the book, but I love the idea that somewhere in Latin, Latveria, you know, when stuff is going down at Strange Academy, you know, it, I, I feel like Dr. Doom's head just pops up. Motherfucker. <laughs> now I got now I was gonna set this straight too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that yeah, when, it, when he saw the vision, his reply was, "That is not acceptable." <laughs> it's <yeah>. just <laughs> creepy. Well, he uh, he gets judged in uh, AXE Judgment Day. Oh, okay. Uh, by by the Celestial Space God, because oh. the Celestial Space God that you know I, Tony Stark, Mister Sinister and Cersei all built is going around judging everybody and, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down. And so he's starting to judge, you know, doom and doom just like, fuck you. I I don't recognize your authority. (laughs) No one judges doom, but doom. (laughs) I love Dr. Doom. So are we thinking, are, are we thinking we're picking the second issue? What do you guys think, Aaron? I'm on the fence. I, it's yeah. got Dr. Doom in it. I'll probably pick it up based on that. Yeah. I so the thing I love issue, about Dr. Doom is he is he's a mad scientist and he's got sorcerer powers. You know, I, I like how he rides that rail. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? I'm going to give it one more. Um, All right. Yeah, I'm going to give it one more. You know, I, I think one of my concerns is, you know, we, we pick up a lot of these books lately from Marvel. Marvel's really... Like, hey, people who bought books at the peak of Marvel sales are all in their 40s now or or older. How do we appeal to them? (laughs) (laughs) uh, 40s or 50s now. And so how do we how do we bring those readers in? How do we get them excited? Because they're not excited about what's happening in the current state of Marvel Universe. Oh, wait, here's some ideas. Let's bring Ron Mars and Ron Lim on a Silver Surfer book. Let's Amazing bring work, and, which was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That is, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of the sole exception, though, <laughs> yeah. no. because you brought well, you that, that new, new Fantastic, fantastic Four, Four is garbage. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. You know, you're 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 trying to appeal to us with this Midnight Suns title, but it's you know like I'm on the fence about it. So it's like. I appreciate what they're trying to do, but do it right. Like why yeah. Mark, Mark Texier is still, still kicking doing, you know, like why, why not get that guy back? Why not? Howard Mackey's still alive. Why not bring some of those creative teams back to do? Well, didn't it feel like a one the, the guys, story? Didn't it feel like the guys who wrote this book and the guys who drew this book didn't read the original midnight suns. And so yeah, they, cause it, it's, it has it's, nothing to do with that. Right. Well, but what my point is, is feel, somebody should have said, we, yeah, this is the tone we're looking for. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, and I feel like the editor didn't do their job. And I feel like the, the, the writer and the artist didn't do the research. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, disagree. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I well, think it's I, great. You tie in strange Academy. That seems like the right move. And if you're going to have brightly lit scenes, that's certainly a place to do it, but then it needs to bring in the horror because that's the story you should be telling in midnight. Or title it something different. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. You, you you titled it this way because you wanted to appeal to a certain fan base, but you know, you're not giving that fan base what the title promised. Right. Well, and I I I, agree. I I put more of the blame honestly on maybe incorrectly, but more on the the uh, artist and the inker, just because I, for sure the art maybe the writer should give him more direction about what what type of of atmosphere he wanted portrayed on the page, but. It's just so bright and four color. It just kind of leeches yeah. away that horror element. Yeah. Right. So, like well, I said, guys, I will I give it one more issue just because. Because it says Midnight Suns. Because well, yeah, because it says Midnight Suns, and there's about fifty percent of the book that that I am interested in seeing more of. Yeah, I mean, the first page was good. The sec- the last page uh, has me interested, so uh, I will stick around for one more issue to see if it gets better. Quite frankly. I feel like the creative team that we're about to talk about um, would have done a, a, a much more bang up job and gotten the feel closer to what I was looking for. That is a fair point because this next book we're going to talk about drips with atmosphere, uh, and a grit. dark and yeah, grit darkness. and shadow and a very, very kind of a depressed mood all about. Yeah. So the next book we're going to be talking about um, it. As of the time of this recording, it's, it's actually coming out this week. It's due out um, October, excuse me, September 21st um, from Image Comics. Vanish is uh, being released, um, written by Donnie Cates, art by Ryan Stegman. So these guys are, you know, the creative team behind like Absolute Carnage, Maximum Carnage. They've, they've, you know, this is their creator-owned book coming out from Image Comics, and kind of, uh, you know, I, I'd say the pitch is that it is if you if harry potter hmm. went a dark path and grew up as a depressed <laughs> as a depressed person um and then you interjected a super heroic element to it you'd have vanish and i know that's really not a great way to describe it but that's essentially it's, what the book is it's it's if harry potter went to hogwarts but hogwarts was more of a paramilitary camp for the nazi youth essentially uh yeah but i i will say andrew i i I really like this book you know i was when i started reading the first few pages i was a little unsure of where this was going i wasn't "Eh." yeah i was i wasn't quite quite sure but around the time you get hit to flash to his backstory in this Mm -hmm. uh ever keep uh right around there i was in it pretty hard um the I'm world they're creating the book yeah yeah because it, you know it, it there's there's a lot of things that happen in the book that really set it apart you know that 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 made me like it but there's story elements that i feel like i don't want to ruin no um, other than yeah it, it it leans his backstory leans very heavily into the harry potter-esque nest yes. but with you know uh, like you said a number of dark twists Dark overtones all over the yeah. place. Yeah, that really worked for me. Well, the 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 story they're creating, the the, the world really they're creating is very uh, engaging and and has really got me fascinated by this this 
fantasy slash modern slash kind of horror uh, genre uh, mashup that they've got going on. Um, yeah. and, and I'm very, very interested, very excited to read the next, uh, the second issue. Yeah, same here. You know, I, I would say if, you know, I, I know I haven't done a good job describing this book, but um, if you are familiar with Harry Potter, um, you know, it would be as if the the Death Eaters, Voldemort's Death Eaters. After, ran Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, ran Hogwarts. Or, right. you know, after the death of Voldemort, all took on these jobs as superheroes, essentially. Um, you know, and, and so there's, I really, in addition to the fact that it's got this fun premise that does kind of take off of these other um, fantasy elements, the art's just baller. Oh, I mean, the Ryan Stegman's just Ryan Stegman killing it. He's killing it. Uh, he, yeah. th- and this, like I said, this is a great example of a dark, gritty book that still, you know, is, uh, you know, it's not, it's not gloomy. It's not like it's hard to see what's going on, but it gives so, so much atmosphere in the artwork, in the inks. And it's got all different elements. It's got your horrific element. You've got your superhero element. You've got your fantasy element, and it, all of it's in one book. It's it, there's a lot going on, um, and. I will tell you, you know, Image sent us a, a preview copy of this book, uh, you know, that's because it, it is not out yet. But I will purchase it to to get a better reading um, experience, experience, yeah, you know, yeah. than than the than a than a preview PDF. But I, I truly did enjoy this book. If only Image had their own app. I uh, just checked to make sure they haven't come out with one in the <laughs> last few weeks. Uh, but no, nope, you no. keep refreshing the page like every other day. <laughs> And I swear that at one point they had their own app. I could almost swear, but yeah. apparently not anymore. No, but they, 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 they no. Image has some great stuff coming out of, you know, <sighs> sending us. We're thankfully we are still on the Image uh, preview list because we've got some great books from Image coming out, including Dark well, Ride and uh, Junkyard Dog. And the Magic Order continues to be fantastic. I yeah. love the Magic Order. Aaron, are you going to check out Vanish when it comes out on Wednesday? I am. I am. You guys sold me. I'll pick it you up. You got. You should. You should. Do, I would be very interested to hear what you thought about it. Yeah. yeah I'll pick that up. Hey, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What's coming out next week or this week actually? <laughs> well, Vanish, <laughs> um, from Image Comics. So definitely pick that up. Uh, now, also, uh, well, actually, not from Image Comics. From Marvel Comics, we have the next issue of Strange, uh, issue six coming out from Jed McKay and Lee Garvin. Now, is that the last issue of Strange? I no, think, I think no. you're thinking that, but it's not. <laughs> okay. I really like that book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from DC Comics, we have the new issue of Nightwing and the newest issue of Deceased War of the Undead Gods. We also have the second of the Batman One Bad Day one shots. This one mm. focused on Two Face. Um, I will. I don't know if I'm picking that up or not. I'm gonna look at the preview art, but I, I shouldn't say anything. I'm not even gonna perpetrate. I'm gonna pick it up. <laughs> um, I'll let you know how it is. Okay. And and there's some some uh, other books I'm actually kind of excited about from. What is the publisher on this? I think this is Image Comics. Maybe. I don't know. Um. Yeah, it's Image Comics. <laughs> um. The new Creep Show. Uh. Mm. Images relaunching. Is it an anthology book? It's an anthology book. Huh. Um. But it it features the the first um book or issue features Chris Burnham, uh, Paul Dini. And John McRae um, as some of the uh, creative talent on the book, and I like all of those guys. So yeah. I'm I'm going to pick up that first issue of Creepshow, and I used to love horror anthology books. Now, 
you know, I feel like the heyday of, of good horror anthology books may be passed, but yeah. But the good what was team, your, uh, was your favorite horror anthology book, Paul? Um, honestly, like the I, EC I books cr- more than anything else. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like the, the uh, creepy. Creepy was a good one. Yeah. Creepy was good. But for me, I was more like the vault of horror. Um, yeah. You know, those types of books. Those are the ones I, I you know, with Bernie Wrightson and. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, from, uh, Valiant. There's a new Bloodshot comic book coming out mm. called Bloodshot Unleashed. And uh, the artist on it is John Davis Hunt, who um, was the artist on uh, the previous arc of Shadow Man that Wayne and I both really enjoyed. I, I'm, I'm going to check out some preview pages on this one. I'm, you know, Valiant is inconsistent, uh, but this is a book that, even though I don't know the writer, uh, Dennis Camp, who uh, he wrote a book called Agent of World. Uh, hmm. I am familiar with the artist, and this is a book that I'm I'm gonna check out just because I know the artist. So I feel like see. Wayne. I feel like Wayne's gonna be down for that. Yeah, I'll I'll talk to Wayne. Wayne Wayne will Wayne will do it with me. I might I might I mean I was actually looking to see if there's a Valiant app right now. Hold on. <laughs> is there a Valiant app? <laughs> Why are you laughing like that? My, just just go just out. go back to comicsology. That's right. You know, guys, uh, it would hurt me. It would hurt me on a moral level to go back. Uh, I don't know. I have to battle it out in the depths of my soul. But all right. That's stuff to look forward to from Marvel. So uh, there'll be more to talk about, even if I'm still on a Marvel kick next week. There you go. Well, hey, we want to know what books you're buying, what books you're not buying, and, uh, you know, which app you're waiting for. Give us a call, (laughs) 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. We use your voicemail on the show. You could win a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise. You can also hit us up on social media, IOM Geek on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. What a deal. Well, uh, we will all be uh, biding our time to find out uh, which new app Andrew downloads. <laughs> any of the ones they make, any independent <laughs> comic app you make uh, that avoids comicsology, I will buy and download and buy stuff. I've got Dark Horse, I've got uh, Marvel, and that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Well, there's the King Features one. You can do that one. So King read, Features? Read yeah, so you can read the uh, funny pages. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm, so, I'm, I'm scrolling. Oh, I know you're right. serious. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I know exactly what you're <laughs> talking about. Now she's still laughing at you. What you said, Flash funnies. Gordon and Tarzan, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Do they have Doonesbury? Uh, I, if they do, I haven't seen it. All right. All right. And I've got the Marvel Unlimited, and someday I may break down and get DC Infinite. I'm, I'm on the fence with that. DC Infinite's really good. I know I it's just not topical to us talking. I would read it. I would read no. the hell out of it. I just wouldn't be helpful with the show. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, it's all about the show. You know me. I know. All, all about the show. All in. <laughs> well, it's been good talking to you boys for another week. Uh, I'll yeah. see you, and we'll do it all again in about, what, uh, five days? Sounds good. <laughs> and you know, after we've watched uh, three episodes of Andor. Oh, it's yes. going to be hard to get in. It's going to be hard to get in. <laughs> be hard before Saturday morning. Yeah. (laughs) I smell Sunday. Bye. (laughs) Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. (laughs) 